Uh, I would say it's good to be with you, but I'm usually with you. I just don't normally sit this far front. I sit back a little further, but today's a different uh, time. Uh, but it is good to have the opportunity to, to share with you uh, this last time in, in this year. Now, uh, I, I just have a question. Before I start uh, in, into the sermon, I have a question. I'm amused by this, and I think probably all of you uh, are participating in this. You know, the last, the last couple of weeks, particularly about 10 days before Christmas, uh, you guys seem to get nicer. We, we, we all do. I, I mean, I can't tell you uh, how, I don't know what the change, I don't know why the change takes place. Do we think we're gonna get more gifts? Uh, uh, I, but we're nicer, we're, we're just flat nicer. Uh, I, I have told people, Merry Christmas. I've opened doors for people that I don't know uh, because it seemed like the right thing to do. I didn't get more for Christmas, but it seems the right thing. It seems like the right thing to do. And, and it's still going on. Uh, I was uh, at uh, Walmart yesterday, and I was, this lady had just uh, emptied her cart into her car, and I said, I'll return that cart for you. And she says, oh, thank you. She says, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> It's still going on. Uh, last week, my wife and I were uh, having lunch at the omelet shop, and we're talking, and this couple went by the booth, don't know them, and they stopped and said, Merry Christmas and God bless you. I don't know who it was, but what causes that spirit to take place? What happens in your life that all of a sudden you get nice? I was talking with uh, a couple of the guys at uh, the men's breakfast, and we were discussing this, and they agreed that uh, whatever it is, that you know, we, we kind of get nicer. I contend that it's, it's simply the spirit of, of God that's settling on us. So we have a, there's something that took place at the birth of Christ, and it impacted the world. You know, we don't get this from, from you look at Walmart and, and the, the different stores that are around. We hear all the commercialization of Christmas, but we don't hear about Jesus. We hear about Jesus from, from his children. That's when we hear about Jesus. So I, I don't know if that's what's happening, but uh, Ken Vollman made the statement as, as we were talking. He says, well, let's just not stop then. So listen to Ken. And listen, let's not stop being nice. Let's not stop being kind. You know, that should, that should just spill out of us since we know Jesus Christ. I, I pray at times, you know, that Lord, send your, dump your Holy Spirit on us so that it just oozes, fills us up, and splashes out and hits about a, a lot of people. That's what we want. That's what we, should be, that's what we should be demonstrating. That's what people should see when they come in contact with children of the Lord, is they should see that happiness, that confidence. Look what we've got forward, looking forward to. You know that the best is yet to come? It really is. Get excited about the hope that lies in front of us. That's where we want to be. Okay, now, uh, several weeks ago, John asked me to fill in when he was going to be out of town, and he gave me the text, and I looked at the text and, uh, right away, and I, and I thought, well, it's Christmas time, and I came up with a title. Uh, uh, Christmas is over, now what? But that doesn't fit. <laughs> It doesn't fit. I looked, <laughs> I looked at what John's been preaching on, and they all start with M's. And I thought, <laughs> where can I get an M on 
Christmas is over, now what? So uh, really, the, uh, the, you know, we, as John's been talking, he's talking to us about the birth of, of Christ. And great messages. They all start with them. You know, we, we, we learned about the mystery of Christmas, the miracle of Christmas, the meaning of Christmas, and the majesty of Christmas. So uh, now we're going to learn about the, the motive of Christmas. We've got an M in there. But it, it's, it's the purpose of Christmas. Why Christmas? Well, you know, why do we celebrate this? And so as, as we close out this year at this Christmas season, it seems only fitting that we start with a look at probably one of the most uh, popular, one of the most memorized verses in all of Scripture. I, I would dare say that uh, as if we were to take a survey and ask, uh, uh, probably all of you have heard of John 3.16. Probably all of you can quote it. But you understand the meaning of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There's a message just in that, in that verse alone. And I want you to get out of that verse. By the way, what I, what I want to accomplish today with you, when, when we leave here, I want you to have an idea of just exactly how much God loves you and what he has done for you and the gift that he's offered to us. I, I want you to walk away with that with a, a clearer, better understanding of the implications of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But that verse fits with the season that we're in that we've just celebrated. It conveys to us the tremendous and the unconditional love that comes from God. He's given to us. Uh, Christmas is a time usually that uh, we think of Christmas, we think of giving and getting. And you think about what God has given to us through the birth of Jesus Christ. This demonstrates his great love to us. But this love is not limited to just to a few or just to, to you and I. It's limited to all people. It's, limited to, it's not limited to, to just a few people, but to, it's available to everybody. The whole world, it's, and because God gave us that gift, his love is expressed to us because he gave his only priceless son. That was, a, that was the most precious gift that could be given. It's a gift that's given to all of those who accept and believe on Jesus Christ. And the gift is eternal life, eternal life. It just doesn't get any better than that. You know, with a gift that has the far-reaching benefits that, that, that we're going to see, you say, well, that ought to cost a lot. It costs somebody a lot, but it doesn't cost you and I anything. It's a free gift. And you're going to hear that, hear that a number of times today about uh, the gift of God, the gift of God. It's, uh, it's going to be just spilled out in Scripture that we read today. But uh, Pastor John's been telling us about uh, uh, our greatest need. And, and Pastor uh, Rice, I think, mentioned that uh, it was mentioned in our prayer time, but the, the need of that of a Savior. So God gave us his son. God gave us Christ. Without him, the world would perish and would be lost forever. Think about when Christ came into the world, when he's born as, as a little baby. He comes into a world that is already lost and it's already condemned. At that point, there was no hope. There was uh, nothing to look forward to. But that changed everything because of his entrance into the world. Our greatest need then 
was for a savior, and that's what Christ is, our savior. That's what God gave us because of his love. He gave the most priceless thing that he had. Out of everything that God had, that was the most priceless, and he gave him for that. In, in John 3.17, it tells us that, uh, it says that God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Now, we know that uh, the world in its entirety is not going to be saved. You know that. You, you know this is an average of 250,000 people to die every day. That's an annual, statistically, that's what it is. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know how many of those are believers, but I want, I want you to understand that those that die had an opportunity to receive Christ, and they, they rejected that, or they uh, turned away from it, rebelled against it. But you don't have to do that. It, it's, that's what God's free gift is for. That is for you and I to get a hold of. And to, the benefit of us is eternal life with Christ in heaven. Do you know, when we think of what our world is like today, in its chaos, there isn't any of you that would say, I've never seen a world that has been so messed up and, and, and corrupt, uh, full of crime and, and, and uh, everything evil is evident in our world today. But there's a day coming, folks. Christ is coming back. Jesus is coming back for us. And he's coming back to make everything right that's wrong with this world. It's going to be, it, that, that's the way God intended it. You, know, you, you think back to the beginning when he made the world with Adam and Eve. It was a perfect world then, perfect. Nothing wrong, no evil, nothing, perfect world. That's what's going to happen again. So look forward to it. But that's, part of, that's one of the benefits of receiving Christ as your Savior. So think about that, and uh, we, want, uh, we want you to have an opportunity at the end of the service. You, you make a decision on what you're going to do. Are you going to accept Christ? You're gonna, or are you going to reject him? Listen, it's up to you. Listen, when, when God sent, when he saw that the need of the world was a Savior, and he sent Christ into the world, he has done his part. He's made it possible. Some of it is up to you now. If you, if you stand here and you don't know Jesus Christ, I want you to take this seriously. You better get on the ball. You know, life is, is at best is fragile. And because of, of the, the grace of God, you and I sit here again this morning. This is, we're only here because of the grace of God. And if you sit here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, that's the grace of God that's given you one more chance. How many more do you have? I don't know. You don't know. But why take a chance? Did you know that eternity is a long, long time? And if you make the wrong choice, it's not good. You know, you can't, there's only two places to go. You can go to heaven or hell. That's it. It's not complicated. And if you make the wrong choice and you arrive with your suitcase, too late to change. You're done. That's it. So you make, you make that choice before you die where your eternity is going to be. And so don't be caught rejecting the free gift that, that God has given us. Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 9.15, he says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. It's hard to find a, a gift 
that uh, is any greater than what God gave us. It's hard to find that. You, you can't find anything more than that. Uh, and I was thinking about the indescribable gift and the, the, the gift that, uh, that we have received in Christ. And I would ask the question, now if you looked at the gifts that you received over Christmas and the gifts that you gave, how many of them would you say are indescribable? I mean, how do you describe socks or a sweater or underwear or things like that? You know, they're not indescribable. But that's the gift that Jesus Christ is to us, is indescribable. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then in Ephesians 2.8 and 9, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. You see, you can't buy it. You can't work for it. You can't carry the right Bible. You can't belong to the right denomination. And God has done his part and made available to you the gift of Jesus Christ. The next step. We like to say, listen, the ball is in your court. What are you going to do about it? The ball is in your court. So how could you turn down a gift that has such far-reaching benefits as the gift of Jesus Christ? So without a doubt, the greatest gift that God has ever given to you and I is the gift of Jesus Christ. You know, I, I've had the, uh, the, uh, the joy of officiating at five of my uh, grandkids' weddings. And at each wedding, I would, I would tell the, the, the bride and groom as they're, they're, they're repeating their vows and saying, I said, you know, this is the second greatest decision you've had to make, the second greatest choice that you've made. The first choice is in serving Jesus Christ, but choosing a spouse is the next, is the next best thing, but the greatest thing will always be the greatest decision you will ever make. I don't care how many, the greatest decision with far-reaching uh, benefits and, and implications is to make that decision to uh, receive Jesus Christ. But, and God's given us so much. I can't believe how much he's given us. But let's not forget the multitude of other gifts that come with receiving of Jesus Christ. It's a ripple effect that happens. Uh, let me just name a, a, a couple of them to you that, uh, and we'll talk maybe a couple of them, but, but because of Christ and what he's done for us, think of the family that he's given to us. Think of the friends that we have, the health that we have, the jobs that we're able to do, and then the church that God has given to us that, that we have here. It's just amazing. I think of family. You know, what would you do without your family? It's a gift from God. These are all gifts from God. I want you to understand that absolutely everything that you have belongs to God. It's a gift from him. I know you think you own it because you work for it, but where did you get the breath to breathe to, to, to go to work? Where did you get the job? That's a gift from God. I think about uh, family and friends. They have a great family, and uh, uh, they love the Lord and serve the Lord in, in different capacities, and it's great to, to have that, to, to know that, that they're serving God. Friends, uh, I, I look around, and, you know, some of my best friends are here at, at East Bay Calvary. Uh, I, I think about, you know, Dave Green. He's one of my best friends. And I met him 50 years ago here at East Bay. He was actually, he was here before I was. 
and so he, we became good friends. And, and Dave told me uh, at, at the after, after we got to know each other a little bit, he says, Dale, he says, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. And I felt, well, I should reciprocate, say the same thing. I said, so Dave, I, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you either. So for the last 50 years, we've been doing nothing for each other. But <laughs> we're holding our own. And, but but he's, a, he's a great friend. But you look around and you think of the friends that you have. Uh, there's a, not a better place to find friends that, that care about you, that, that will love you, that will come to your need, don't have an agenda. They just love you because they're demonstrating the love of Christ, the gift of Christ. So the gifts that they give you, uh, not in dollars and cents, but in caring for you. And sometimes it's dollars and cents too. So uh, thinking about uh, the fact that I want to go back and touch on this again about the fact that everything that you and I have belongs to God. It, it literally belongs to God. I know we think that we own it, but it literally belongs to you. In Psalms 24, 1 and 2, Scripture says, we are reminded that the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. And then in Psalms 50, 10, and 11, for every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains and everything that moves in the field is mine. It's a time to remember that uh, everything that we have it, it belongs to God. He's just given it to us. He's entrusted us with it to see what kind of a steward we are. That's how, that's how deep his, you know, we have, you've heard the, the phrase deep pockets. Well, God has pockets that are really deep, and he's able to do what, what you need. Now, uh, I want you to understand that, uh, well, I, I mentioned that, you know, the very next breath that you take is a gift from God. You, it, you breathe the next breath, that's a gift from God. That's not on your own, buddy. That's a gift from God. So Jesus said, this is where we make a little turn here. Jesus said in Acts 20, 35, remember, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, when we think about what we have been given, what God has given to us, now think about what you have, and remember that it's, it's a gift from God, and you ask yourself, what have I been doing with what God has given me? What have I been doing? Uh, are we using what God has been giving, given to us, uh, the resources that we have? Are we using it for God's glory, or are we just using it for ourselves uh, because it's just an attempt to make us happy and, and we're comfortable with it? So as we come down to this point, uh, it's been mentioned that this is the, the last sermon and the last day in 23. Uh, so you start to think about the new year and the, uh, it'll, it'll be history tomorrow. It'll, it'll be history. So what about 2024? What have you thought about for 2024 about what you're going to do? Do you know... We, the, the great thing is we start tomorrow, yeah, we start tomorrow with a clean canvas. You look at your life, and we start, we start tomorrow with a clean canvas, and we can paint on that whatever we want. So one of the things is you stop and you look at it and you say, okay, what does my canvas look like for 2023? What have I done in 2023 with my life? If we... Put that canvas up, stripped it all out. What would we see in there? 
How much of it would we see, we look and say, that the resources, the time, everything that I have, how much of it I spent just on me? How much of it have I pushed toward God and his work? It, I can't answer that question for you. It, it's a way that we ask ourselves, what are we doing with what God has given to us? Are we a good steward? Have we been entrusted to care for the things that he, he's given to us? Or are we just simply using it on ourselves to make me happy, biding my time? So you think about the canvas, and you think about how you want to uh, paint your life for this year in front of it, because there's nothing we can do about this last year uh, other than, uh, you know, other than, the, the, I take that back a little bit. Uh, we're not done yet, and uh, before we get done, it'll still be this, the end of this year, and maybe you'll make that decision to follow Jesus Christ. That would be the greatest thing that you could do this year, and that would be one of the best things you could do to start next year is to receive Jesus Christ, or at least make a commitment to uh, not be selfish and to serve him with all the resources that he has given you to share, to do that. You could, you could do that, change your picture. But uh, one of the things that, that happens, uh, how many of you have made your New Year's resolutions? Uh, not very many pants are going up. They're pretty, some pretty weak stuff. This is, a, this is a, what happens is people make these resolutions about now, and they're good for about Valentine's Day, and, and most of them have been broken by then or sooner, some of them are later in the week, they, they get broken. But I have a, I have a thought for you that, that, that I want you to consider. What about uh, making commitments, commitments to God, commitments to church, instead of a resolution, just make, making a commitment uh, to either stop doing things or start doing things. That's, it always boils down to that. You know, when we think about working and, and doing things better, it's always, well, you stop doing stuff and you start doing other stuff. But I, I want you to listen very carefully for the next couple of minutes. Uh, I've just about got you done. You know, John said daily, said, whatever you do, don't let them out early. So I'm, I'm not going to let you out real early, but uh, we still got... <laughs> We, still, we just have a few minutes. Listen, don't jump on John. He didn't say that. I just made that up. I don't want to get angry with him when he comes back. He teaches 45 minutes. <laughs> but I want, you to, I, I want you to think about this. I really do. I, this is dead serious stuff that I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, and you've heard, you've heard it from John, too. We have people that, that come into the congregation, and I don't know most, I know a lot of you, I don't know some of you, to show you, we've been gone for about a year and a half at another church, and we were here, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we're greeting people, and I asked this family behind us, are you new here? And they said, no, we've been here two years. <laughs> so it's always, it's always tough to do that, and I see they're back here uh, again, Cheryl is her name, uh, she's back there. Yeah, and she's got her husband, her friend with her. Thanks for bringing him again. <laughs> but it's, it's great to come back and see people you don't know. That, that's, a, that's a thing for the church. That we're growing. We're bringing some people in. But now, those of you that may have sat here, and you don't know Jesus Christ, and you've been sitting on the fence, you're either saying, I am not ready yet, I don't want to do this, or just fat, re flat rebelling about not making, not making a decision like this. 
this is this is a, a great opportunity for you to do that today. I mean, I want you to get serious with that. Sometimes, you see, what happens, we just keep planting the seed, you know, you, and sometimes the seed hits the soil that's, that's just right, and the Holy Spirit's tugging at you, and you become obedient, and you obey what the Holy Spirit says. It says you need to make some changes in your life. You need to get your life squared away, get, get right with God. And sometimes you do that, and sometimes you don't. But then sometimes you, get, you hear the word again, and, and you get challenged, and you make, that, you make that move. So if you've not ever taken that step of making that decision with God uh, to accept Jesus Christ, that free gift, the benefit that is just endless, I want you to do that today. I'm not going to try to embarrass you and say, raise your hand or come down here or do anything like that. Not that that would be bad. I mean, you know, if you, if you make that decision, everybody ought to know about it. But I want you to think about that. And I want you to think that, listen, God has given me one more chance to make that. And it might be your last chance. I don't know. I, I hope it's not. But on the other hand, I, I hope you have the courage, the boldness the obedience to make that decision to follow Christ and accept that free gift. That's what it's all about. Because I uh, understand that it's just because of God's grace that you and I are here again and what we do with that time. Now, it, there's one other thing I want, you, I want to challenge you with, too. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of people to put on a service. I, I wish I had thought of it. I was going to ask Michelle from the office, how many people it actually takes to put on a Sunday service? It takes on quite a few. You would be amazed from, from every person that's involved in, in doing this. And one of the things that, that we have, if, and, and I'll, you'll, you'll be able to answer this yourself, is you look at how you've painted your year. What, what have you done? How much of it has been for you? How much of it have you given to the church? Have you given to God? I'm not talking about dollars and cents, guys. I'm talking about, although that could be a part of it too, but how much have you given of yourself to the church? You know, Christ said, listen, it's better to give than to receive. What's the greatest gift that you can give to God? You can give him your heart. You can give him your life. That's the greatest gift that you could give him, is to turn yourself over to him. Say, God, I, I, I love all the way that, all the things that you've done for me. I love what you continue to do, the hope that lies in front of me. Do you worry about what's happening in the world? I don't like it, but I don't worry about it because I know that Jesus is coming soon. As a matter of fact, if you listen real carefully, I don't know if you heard that. I think that's the footsteps of the Messiah Jesus is coming back soon, folks. He really is. And you want to prepare, be prepared to do that. You may or may not be. But if you're not, you make that decision in your heart today. and Say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to follow you. I'm finally going to follow you. Those of you that are, are, are just, you're part of it. I'm going to call you spectators. And it's not to be offensive. It's just because you just enjoy being here and, and Pastor John does a great job. We love him. Uh, God sent him to us because that's what we needed at that time. And that's what we're praying for this new pastor is, is what we need for the, to, to move forward, to, to go forward from here. But, you know, we have a lot of different ministries in this church, and all of them could use your help. All of them. You need it, but you need it to do. You need, you need to give some of the gifts, the gifts meaning the talents and abilities that you have. You need to give them back to God. God says, I gave you that ability. What did you do? You sat on it. 
You didn't do anything with it. Well, I don't want to stand in front of God and upset him. Not in the least. So make a decision today that uh, I'm going to get involved because there are lots of opportunities for you to be working here. Take advantage of those opportunities. Listen, I'm going to wind this up. I'm going to close in prayer in a few minutes. Uh, I made it. it it's, it's 1129. Uh, so I, I, it's 11:30. Was the he told me back there? He says, you know, this this battery runs out at 11:30. It, you're done. So he didn't. <laughs> I told Todd I'd pick on him. Listen, I want you to be serious about serving God. There's nothing that's better than being where God wants you, doing what God wants you to do. Don't waste your life uh, of just looking and working and spending all your resources and time on yourself. That's nice, but, but think of the future, the hope that lies in front of us. God has been so good to us. He has been so good to us. So let's give back uh, a portion of what God has given to us and invest it in, in his work, invest it in the kingdom. So if, if you're there and, and you're making a decision to, to do something different, to do something more, Maybe you're making a decision to stop doing something. Maybe you're making a decision to start doing something. Maybe you're making a decision to, to finally come to terms with God and make that. I mean, I, I'm going to give you just a couple minutes, and I'm going to close in prayer, and, uh, and I'm going to dismiss you. And after that, if you've made a decision to, to follow the Lord, you really want to get serious about serving the Lord, they, they tell me. I'll be, I'll be wandering around here, so tell me. I, I mean, I'd like to know so I can pray for you. Uh, and... If you don't tell me, tell a friend, tell somebody else that I made a decision today to serve the Lord, and I want to do that. So you do that. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes uh, of just silent prayer here, and then I'm going to ask you to rise, and I'll dismiss you with prayer, okay? Okay, thank you, Lord. If you'll just stand, I'll dismiss you in prayer, and, and you can go do your visiting. And, and like I said, don't forget, if, you, if you've done something, you've, you've made some commitments, tell me or tell somebody else about them so that they'll hold you to them. So let's close in prayer. Father, how we thank you that uh, we've been here, and we've been made aware of the tremendous free gift that you gave us by the giving of your Son. Because that was what this world needed. That was what I needed. I needed a Savior. And you've done your part. You've made that available. And now the rest is up to us, Lord. Help us to be what you want us to be. Help us to love you back like you love us. Help us to love others like you love us. Lord, you've been so good to us. And we give you thanks for that. We thank you for giving us to Pastor John through this uh, last year and a half. We thank you for what he's accomplished and what he's attempting to do. And we still are looking for uh, uh, another pastor or a, a, a full-time pastor. We trust in you, Lord, to give us exactly what we need to help us to be patient, help us to recognize that you're never in a hurry and you're never late. So we thank you, God, for loving us. We thank you that we have a part in your family. Thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you all for being here. You're dismissed, and, and for the last time, Happy New Year. <laughs>